0: This episode of Eye to Eye is brought to you by Janique Locks. If you're in the 757 and interested in getting locks, she is the one to go to. Specializes in all kinds of locks, dreadlocks, micro locks, sister locks, extensions, interlocks, interlocking, and more. To set an appointment, feel free to check her out on Facebook, Janique Locks. That's G-E underscore N-I-Q-U-E locks. On Instagram, at Janique Locks. Or simply visit her website, JaniqueLocks.com. Unique locks where locks are envied. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get this podcast. <laughs> gentlemen welcome once again to the latest episode of i to i short for inspired to inspire a podcast it's all about being open honest and real having conversations about life and faith and as always we are willing to boldly go where most folks ain't trying to Uh, but uh we're gonna take a different uh spin this evening remember this month we're we're looking at inspirational stories uh that may have come from tragic or traumatic events and uh just the encouragement from the individuals who went through them and i think tonight we are in for a treat uh as we have in our midst in our presence a diva if you will a very <laughs> not daring about me.
1: Diva.
0: <laughs> praise the lord for the diva of god now uh, we have sherry hunter sherry how you doing tonight
1: i'm great jordan how are you
0: <laughs> doing, good, doing good. good so um uh, we know we got some some limited time, but we are going to milk that for everything that it is worth, and it's going to be awesome. And as always, a go Of course, my name is Jordan, and uh, and, and, I, and my name is Devin. Name. Yeah, there you doing go. good? <laughs> yeah. Okay, just checking, just checking, brother. Good, good, good. So, uh, Sherry, uh, we uh we uh, we want to know a little bit about you, but I'm curious um, because I'm just I got all kinds of questions, and we just need to kind of to get to the point on them. Um, you are a diva, but you're a certain type of diva. What 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 kind of diva are we here? What,
1: what, what... <laughs> well, you know, I, I always like to say that I'm I'm kind of a scary cat who um did some scary, crazy, silly stuff. <laughs> um, I'm naturally not one to actually jump out of perfectly fine planes. I don't I don't skydive. I didn't think I would ever skydive or hike Mount Kilimanjaro or Drive NASCARs or anything like that because I am kind of naturally timid.
2: You do me both.
1: There, I found myself doing that with my crazy girlfriends. Yeah, we call ourselves the Dear divas. We're actually Christian <laughs> divas, but we threw the dare in there because we thought, who else would ever zip line in the winter? But you know.
0: Yeah. Now I was I was thoroughly impressed with that when you said the winter too. I was just like, we have four African American females. Now, now you know the, the preamble to that conversation for me was. Um, why not the, the traditional, you know, black girls run? Because right. <laughs> everybody can always do black yeah. girls run. And then, you know, I just I said, never mind. After I, I, I saw that, my mouth was shut really, really quickly. <laughs> uh, to that extent, I also want you to know, don't feel bad. Um, because you were talking about your marathon time. You know, I've run a marathon.
2: really and If
0: anybody asks me exactly how long it took me, it took me two and a half years. Um, because <laughs> I wasn't running a full one, I ran two half marathons, and that's the time frame in between that it took. So,
1: All right. you know, be, be
0: be proud, be proud of that time of yours. Be proud Thanks. of that. That's good. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. Um, but yes. Yeah, so you guys were the daring divas, and you guys you met in church. Is that right?
1: Yeah. So we were serving in church, and so you know we were working with um, individuals who wanted to come and get saved. We were praying for folks. We were doing every activity in the church. If there was a bowling event. <laughs> <laughs> you know, picnic, you know, everything. We, um, we were just one of those girls, the four of us, you know, coordinating all of that. So it's been great.
0: Very cool. Very, very cool. Well, we're, we are glad to hear that. And then I think the last thing before we actually dive into the conversation, um, just because I was curious in my reading, I am always a fan of culture. Mm-hmm. And you, uh, you said something about um, your husband in there regarding Detroit culture that just really kind of threw me for a loop. Um, something about Fago and Earth, Wind, and Fire. I yes.
1: Right. <laughs> you know, here's the thing. You know, there are certain. I mean, you can always tell when a person has spent some time in a city by their landmarks and the things uh-huh. that are common. And yeah, Fago Pop, Better Made Potato Chips. You know, even though Earth, Wind, and Fire wasn't originated here, that's our music too. We've kind of claimed it in addition to Motown.
0: Uh huh.
1: So yeah, that's our thing. That's our groove. So. <laughs> yeah. It's so we're.
0: I'm not sure that. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of them. They're also very Detroit-based. But there's another group, a music group called the Insane Clown Posse. Uh, yeah don't ever listen to them it's okay, okay. don't do it but um, a cool yeah. name though
1: it, it gets me thinking right Insane. yeah it, it is
0: again stay right. stay fast and far away from them
1: okay um, is, but, isn't uh, kiss it's, from it's, detroit too a,
0: yeah they are because remember what's that, with all these they crazy had whole, bands from there i don't know but remember they had this whole beef with eminem like way back oh. in the day, yeah. That's not and the right so guy to beef with. I don't know. Yeah, it's really not. Uh, but neither here nor there. But the reason I said that was because uh, they're they're fanatics. The people that follow them, all of them, are drastically and dramatically in love with Fago. And so I was just like, hold on, time out. <laughs> yeah, Fago <laughs> like,
1: Grape is my jam. Oh, it that is. Great, Pop. Okay, good.
0: <laughs> so there's there's hope for redemption, right? Yeah, you give, him,
1: give him a at my second chance.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess we can do that. I guess we can right. do that. Okay, okay. I'm done. I promise, I'm done. All right, cool. Um, so we talked about the Daredevils a little bit, and um, the reason why this is a thing is because I had an opportunity to read your book, which was Ooh. entitled Dare to Live. Um, and so, you know, break it down for us a little bit. Talk about uh, the parallels that you put in each chapter about, you know, being a diva um, and doing the dare as opposed to some of the things that you were encountering in real life uh, at the same time.
1: All right. So daring to live really chronicles my time following and probably a little bit prior to my husband dying suddenly. So it kind of reminds me of the times we're going through right now. Um, The day before he died, he was healthy. He was well. And then the day after, he was gone. You know, similar, yeah. similarly to the times we're going on now, everything was fine. I was in the movie theaters, I was going to baseball games, and now we're all hunkered in. And so each chapter really chronicles a dare that each of me and my girlfriends did to kind of push myself forward and really re- recognize that there was still a, still a lot of living to do, so each chapter kind of focuses on what crazy thing we did. So, um, and including, you know, me, um, you know, hot air balloons, um, learning to drive a motorcycle. I can't drive one now, but I have my driver's <laughs> license. as it says I can. <laughs> <All right? laughs> but basically, you know, we know, and me and the girls talk about this all the time. We know that there's going to be people who will never want to climb or hike Mount Kilimanjaro. That's cool. But what we also try to share is that we know that everybody has a mountain. There's some mountain in their life that they need to climb, even though it's scary, even though it's frightening. Um, and we all have them. I have girlfriends who were afraid to go to the doctor because they were afraid of the prognosis. Girl, you better go to that doctor. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You've got, you, we have to force ourselves sometimes to do things that scare us to death because it allows us to live and to thrive.
0: Mm. That's good.
2: good. That's good. Yeah, we all do have a mountain. You know, I was thinking about this because I had heard a little bit about you and your story. And the closest I ever came to Kilimanjaro was a report I did on Kenya when I was like in seventh grade or something. And that's probably about the closest (laughs) I ever get to climbing it.
1: (laughs) I bet that was a great report. Oh, it was
2: fantastic.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we, we have those mountains and and right now, aren't we all going through one? I mean, mm-hmm. this is a curriculum, you know, we all, all across the world, we are, what a feat we all are encountering. And so it, it just propels us to kind of recognize, okay, what do, how do I wanna live the rest of my life considering where I am right now? Isn't that mm-hmm. something to have this conversation of the fact that we're wearing masks and gloves Um, Because we're afraid to go outside and breathe among other people. (laughs) I mean, it's not funny, but it's just, it does make you really think about what it means to be living and Mm -hmm. the whole experience of living. Um, And so, you know, what I'm hoping is that it brings some, this book brings some comfort. I mean, I had no idea when the book was published that these series of events would be happening. Because initially, when I wrote it, it was really for me to speak to other people who are grieving something. And I never thought that we would be in this thick of of our lives across the world where many of us are experiencing, you know, deep grief, whether we are ourselves, are personally ill people that we know and love have passed, or we're just grieving the fact that we don't no longer have the freedoms we once had. Mm, I never thought of the totality that it could be having a conversation about grief and how during our grief, we still have to find some, some miraculous way to look at the great opportunities there are in still living.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. Mm-hmm. You know, your grief process is obviously unique and inspiring. Yeah. Uh, I remember yeah. when, uh, when my brother passed away, my mom walked through the grief process very differently than I did and differently than my dad did and differently than his friends. And, you know, it took her a lot longer. But what was kind of the Point in time after losing your husband that you decided to do this? When did the dares start to happen?
1: You know, it's, that's a great question. What, <clears throat> ironically, what had happened was that I had prayed for God to bring friends into my life because I knew I needed to invest in being a friend. Yeah. And some of these dares had taken, we had started doing some of these things before my husband had died with our first trip. Together with zip lining, and my husband Menard um, was like, "You should do that because it's a great opportunity to meet with your friends, to meet new friends, to develop those those enriching experiences together." Mm-hmm. And so, when the the awful thing happened, when Menard suddenly died, the places were already enforced for us to continue to do those things because guess what? They were really helping my heart. Yeah. And, you know, and, I, and that's one thing I really want to encourage people to do, that the significance of investing in <clears throat> those, those tangible things that we need even before we need them. Investing in being a friend, reaching out to a person instead of waiting on a friend to come to you, reach out to people to forge friendships, invest in your spirituality, take the time to serve and give so that you know that those times when you need it most, I needed to have someone to lean on during that time of grief. Imagine if I sure. hadn't taken the time to work on friendships. Imagine if I hadn't taken time to understand my faith and, un- and developing that faith muscle. Yeah. So um, it took me about, um, in answer to your question, it took me about, wow, it took time. It took time for me to pull myself through it. Because even though I, I, I had, my, had Christ, I knew he was there. It's just the grieving process, like you said, is so different. It took me about a good um, 12 months to just allow myself to fully live again.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it takes hmm. time. I think in that process a lot of times there's guilt that's being had for those of us that are left behind. I mean, I remember having that kind of guilt, that weird survivor's guilt that you have. Yeah. And feeling like if I let myself have fun, then am I not honoring the, the grief I should be going through? Right. Uh, you, you bring up such beautiful points about cultivating friendships in the good seasons so that they're there when you need them in the bad seasons. And mm-hmm. I've, I've been in that place. I've, I've prayed for friendships before, too. I ended up with Jordan. Uh, but that's <laughs> <please>. <laughs> but but you're absolutely right you you have to be willing to go out there and make friends when you know it's possible it's it's reaping and sowing right you you have to get out absolutely. there and, and plant the seeds when when it's daylight so that when it's yeah. dark those friends are already there for you yeah. yeah
0: it's a it's like a sideways look at the understanding of an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure yes. you know right. you you took that time that early investment imagine what would have happened like you know the counterfactual is something that most people don't want to look at but what would have happened if you didn't have those friends already in place you know yeah. um, if you didn't have that uh that faith structure already in place um okay. and actually you know the crazy thing about it is i wanted you to talk about that for a second uh, talk about what happened even in the midst of having that faith structure in place, because a lot of people will feel like, you know, you, you you it seems like you had it all together and it was game to go. But you had a period where the struggle was really real for a time.
1: Yeah. And here's the thing. That was the incredible shame. Talking about shame. Yeah, Um. that was the incredible shame for me, because when when the worst happens in our lives as Christians, you know, we always know the go to is Christ. Right that you go to God, right? Because that's what, that's what we're instructed, that's what we're taught, that's what the truth is. But for me, I have to admit, I was like so, um, I felt like that God had removed himself from me. Um, I know that sounds like a weird thing, but I just was like, I can't believe God allowed this to happen. You know, what of all the people to take, why take someone who was serving Christ, serving his family, Love in his family, but <laughs> here's the thing just because you're Christian doesn't mean bad things are going to happen to us. Right, you know, this right. is earth. <laughs> yeah. Say that this for the not, people in this, the
0: back, please. This <laughs> is earth. This is
1: not Eden. It is not heaven. This is earth, y'all. And, and <laughs> uh, all of us who are inhabitants on earth, we're going to experience some stuff. Come on now. So for me, I'm, hey, I can stand here. When I wrote this book, I was like, do I have to put this in the book, God? In the book, God? Jesus was like, you better tell the truth, girl. <laughs>
2: you, you only ask those questions of God when you already know the answer.
1: Yeah, I know. Like, no. Lord, do I had to tell him the fact that instead of turning to you, I, I was taking prescription drugs. My, my doctor had prescribed Xanax for me because to get me over that first initial shock. So the good physician that he was, he, got, he said, that's enough. You should be over it by now. Push on, go to a counselor. But I didn't. I, I was like, I still need something. So I turned to, to drinking more than I should have. But I recognized uh, that that wasn't the solution. Right. And thankfully, I did have my girlfriends. I did have my faith. And I was like, there's another way there, there is Jesus Christ. I always knew it, but I have to admit that wasn't what I first turned to. It was the pills and the liquor. And so once I allowed myself, I said, God, I got on my knees and I said, like, God, wow, I'm so Please forgive me for not being able to go there with you from the very beginning. Thank you for holding me and guiding me and letting me and keeping my mind right until I turn back to you. Mm, And so that's what I really want, want to, I felt I really wanted to share with people because I know there are people in and outside the church who have experienced what I've experienced. And we need to be able to have conversations about that because. Until we are able to have conversations with that, the shame will take us into a rabbit hole and some deep, dark places that God doesn't want us to go along.
2: Yeah. You know, shame is a funny thing, too. I think shame oftentimes is something that we create on ourselves because when we hear these types of stories, we're we're rarely judging the people. You know, I hear you lose your husband. Of course, you turn to, to other things. Of course, there could be substances involved and there could be challenges and struggles there never once would I hear a story like this and think, oh, shame on her. Uh, It's something that's just internal for us. And, you know, it's something that I think when you're able to tell the story and you're able to help people who are in that position, they can hear that and realize that themselves maybe before you did. And even if that saves them a few days or a few months, that's, that's what it's about. Right.
1: (laughs) Right. And you know, the wonderful thing about being in a relationship with, with God, and I have to say, When I was serving in church before this happened, I was going through the motions. I was trying to be a quote unquote good Christian, right? (laughs) (laughs) So I go to church, I serve in church, I, um, you know, pray, but I think the relationship is when, like any relationship, it's not really wholesome, I think, until you can have a conversation about the good and the bad, Yeah, you know? Right. Yeah. Until you have that first argument with your wife.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, honesty and vulnerability uh, are you, two big things.
1: <laughs> yeah, until you weather something with your spouse, right? And then yeah. you are like, yeah. "Wow, we are in this thing." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that really is what happened with me in Christ because I had lost my grandmother. She was elderly, so we all saw it coming. But when this this was such a shock to my soul, yeah, and I was like, "Lord, I need a conversation." I need clarity. I need understanding. I need guidance. I need correction. I need you to help me to develop the way you where you see me, the way I need to be. And those were a series of questions. They're ongoing questions that I have with the Lord, and it's 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 allowing me to grow. Um, and until I'm dead, I'm growing.
0: Yeah. 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 That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That makes perfect sense. Speaking of which, I think that's excellent transition time. Um, Definitely not trying to take away from from the struggle and stuff, but you know, I'm trying to keep us on a schedule here. Glory to God. Um, (laughs) uh, You you made mention, especially uh, there's the part in the book where uh, you were talking about you're getting ready to take your 65 day cruise, which by the way. I was extremely jealous. I know you I know you went through some things. I understand you went through some things, but that didn't stop me from being a hater. Yeah, when I heard so,
2: about this story, I'm like, man, who bankrolled all these things? I'm <laughs> yeah,
0: right. exactly. I'll tell you about, know, it. I'll tell you about it. a holy ghost, a holy roller. Yeah. Anyway, um, but uh, yeah, but you were talking about how that was one of the particular points where you really began to try and question and figure out exactly what your call and your purpose was from that point forward. Uh, mm-hmm. which is awesome um obviously that now has something to do with writing uh can you talk about that seedbed one of the things we do here we always talk about um the eye to eye purpose of this you know getting inspired to inspire scanning in and really getting access to the worlds of people um who do these things and how it came from that so can you kind of talk about that for a minute um you know you began to realize that this is this is what it is legit Mm -hmm.
1: so the 65 day journey um really came about because I was, it was the, it was a window, right? It was a window opportunity. Every, every now and then we get windows in our lives and we had to make decisions whether to walk, walk through the window, climb through the window, hurl ourselves in the window. But we had to make a decision, right? Yeah. So my husband had passed. My kids were away at college. They weren't thinking about coming home. (laughs) 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 They, you know, I was like, I was going up there. They was like, mom, go home. I was like, yeah, coming home. No, we ain't coming home. We're here at college. Um, my mother was healthy. I was healthy. And, um, my husband, listen, I'm gonna say this to y'all and be very frank. If you have children, if you have a home, leave your wife some insurance. Amen. You know, to bury, to bury, to bury you, to take care of your children, your children's education and to keep your family whole. And so I had a little drop of savings that my husband had left once I finished taking care of the things that we together had promised we would. And the sixty-five day trip was really supposed to be our trip once our kids graduated from college. It was supposed to be a world trip. Oh wow! Um, he died at fifty, and like twenty years before, we were we, we were planning on doing this trip. And I started thinking, I was like, I'm not guaranteed to live to retirement. Um. And so I was like, let me let me go on this journey and, and pray to God that he would give me an idea of what to do with my next half of my life. And I don't know if it was the best decision, because all while I was away, I was crying and grieving that he <laughs> wasn't there. So it wasn't what you call, quote unquote, a vacation. It was more of a reflection of what the next half of my life was going to be. And. I'm so grateful that I did each, each, um, I met so many other people who were also on that, that ship grieving. Surprisingly, people who had lost children and parents. We were all on that ship and we were seeing the world. We went through Asia and Africa. I saw 30 countries by myself.
0: And now you see why we were hating, but continue. <laughs> It's like the SS yes, uh, grief you were on.
1: Yeah, Singapore, <laughs> right Thailand, uh, Hong Kong, all, you know, every imaginable place that, you know, I'm kind of slaviating now because we can't. I'm, I feel bad that people get a chance to see those places, but it will come to be. Um, we will be on planes and traveling again. But um, it was a time for me to kind of sit back and really think about um, what life meant to me, who I am. You know, what do I want to achieve if I'm allowed to have 20 more years of life, 30 years of life? What do I want that to look like? How do I want to bless people? How I want to be a blessing? And it just allowed me to have these in-depth conversations. Now, I know that there are a lot of people who can't do things like that. As I wrote in my book, you know, you know, that was my window. But for those of us who don't have that opportunity, we still can take that time. You know, in the comforts of our home to give ourselves that time to really think about our next half. And I'm so grateful that I took the time to take the time to to really reflect on that.
2: Yeah, that's good mm-hmm. advice. A lot of people don't think about what's next. You know, they yeah. they they raise their kids and they don't think about what happens when the kids are gone. They they finish yeah. their job and they retire and they don't think about what retirement's gonna look like. And you know, I work in financial planning, so I totally agree with your life insurance statement. But the thing that we're constantly telling clients is, you know, the money is the resource, but the money is is not the why. It's just the how. Yeah, you have to figure out the why. You have to think about what's coming next for you. And we had those candid conversations. What's coming next if you lose a loved one before you think? What happens if you lose a job? Or, you know, what happens when you retire? And people don't give that enough credit and Going through experiences like this and being able to share that, I think, really gives people insight and and helps them consider those things before it's too late.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of us are now in the situation that we're in now. We're wondering, wow. You know, I'm sure our leaders are thinking, wow, I wish we had planned (laughs) certain things. Uh, You're you're assuming (laughs) our
2: our leaders are thinking that's a big assumption. Hold on now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, hey, listen, I'm being honest. There are some things I'm oh, like, yes. I wish I had some more cans of beans
0: in my in my basement. <laughs> you know, no, what cans I'm of beans, toilet <laughs> paper, soft flour Maybe tortillas. that garden Jeez. out back.
2: If I had no, cans we... of beans, I'd be quarantined by myself. My wife would kick me out of the house.
0: This, this is also very right? true. That's very, very true. You know. uh, I definitely, I, I say the same thing. One of the things that I've been thinking, of course, um, as, a, as a college professor especially, is this is probably one of the most teachable moments that we could ever have in our entire lives um and given i i think it's also good because i think for every generation that is alive today um there's something that we can all take away from this you know it's, it's not 1918 with the spanish flu or anything like that um and we have more access to technology and people you know this interview doesn't happen if we don't have everything that we have you know so we're grateful for that of course um, but I think what you're saying is, is right along the line, you know what I'm saying? And it, it could be anything for some people. They need to learn how to rest, but then for some people, um, you know, you got a minimum extra four or five hours in a day. If you're not a real <laughs> essential worker out there on the battle lines, Yeah. Uh, what is it the guy really did put in your heart? You know what I'm saying? What what is that song? What is that business plan? What is that book? What is, you know? Um, and so I think that in a sense, Um, just like you were saying, there seems to be a bit of a parallel between your story and this quarantine. Uh, in a sense, you were in your own personal quarantine. It was a quarantine of despair, my God. But nonetheless, um, I really admired and respected what happened on the end, not just the dare facet of it, you know, good God, I'm, I'm not jumping out of a plane no time soon. (laughs) But, um, what I did get from that is just like you were saying, you recognize that at the end of the day, you were not the same person anymore. Yeah. Um, and that the person that you are now, you wouldn't say that you were probably better than you were before, or you, maybe you would, I don't know how you would describe that, but I just, I, I think that it was beyond inspiring, uh, to be able to see, um, uh, a woman who would admit that she appeared defeated initially, um, had a bunch of tangible and intangible circumstances that seemed like you could not overcome them. And then you overcame them. And I was just like, my God. And then the way you overcame them on top of that. And that's worthy of the title diva by any means. Um, so, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, thank much, you. Much, but, much, you much.
1: know, I don't, I don't want to seem like, you know, I did something, some her- her- what is it? Her- Hercules, 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 Come on okay. now. There you go. <laughs> event Because I think that we all have that inside of us. And again, I, I just want to make sure because I think that i don't want anybody to judge themselves based on what i've done because i know everybody's not going to go forward in healing exactly the same way that i did but they still have something inside of them that allows them to um push past it and you know and i and i always say don't allow other people to um judge and critique and criticize the goal is to do what you can um, and always be moving forward to being your best self, focusing on your own wellness. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what I, that's what I really am hoping that, that people will see through see in this book, the, the importance of wellness, the importance of faith and the importance of friendship. That's good.
0: Those are great. But the great amen great habits. Okay. So I have to ask, um, the, the backhanded and no nonsense questions that aren't really backhanded no nonsense questions, um, but I'm asking them because I was a little salty. I'm reading this book, and first of all, it's very, very pink, which is perfectly fine by me. I love that. Color. <laughs> Real um, men
1: wear pink! Yeah, that's exactly right. that.
0: And I got plenty of pink, trust me. Uh, but I just, I was loving the titles, like, daring to live, and then I saw the subtitle, and I was like, I feel a little slighted. It's like, how the power of sisterhood can take uh, you. Can take no, you it. It's so funny, Jordan,
1: because when the dare divas and I were putting ourselves out there, there were a number, okay, a number of men were like, wait up now, what do the men call themselves? <laughs> I'm not calling myself no diva, right?
0: <laughs> and
1: so I was like, okay. Why don't you guys be Devo's? How yeah. About that, we could be the They're we could all be all the know. stunt punks
2: or something. Yeah. Oh
0: my God! I can say it right now, I've always hated the word Devo, so I have no problem telling you that right now.
1: But we'll we'll let you call. You guys come up, okay? You guys come up with your own terminology. Right, we'll we'll, but we'll figure it out. We've actually we actually had some guys um, hike with us um, to um, Tanzania at Mount Kilimanjaro. And they had their own shirts made up because they, they consider themselves daring. They are daring. They hike, hike Mount Kilimanjaro. So we had a number of guys come along. We allowed them to tag along. Wow.
2: This sounds like a group bachelor, can, bachelor bachelorette <laughs> situation. My yeah, goodness.
0: Okay. I, I'll take it then. All right. So then uh, <laughs> real quick, I guess we got to ask, what was your most favorite dare? Ooh. Yeah, man. See? <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> stumped <laughs> her uh, here's the thing
1: every single one of them scared me to death every single one of them but i have a couple of favorites um my one of my favorites was the most taxing was the mount kilimanjaro Oh, okay uh, it was it was very taxing it was exhausting and it was and it was, it was the only vacation that I was, wanted to hurry up and be over with. <laughs>
2: <laughs> How long did it take you?
1: It, it was like eight days. Eight days, yeah. It was eight days of agony.
2: <laughs> um,
1: but it was, it was so fulfilling to be able to say you uh, you've, you've tried something, you went for it, and the time and energy to, to go through it. Um, I also really enjoyed the motorcycle um, dare. Because it allowed me to see myself as someone totally who I never saw myself as. Oh. Um, and also, I was trying to be sexy for my husband, right? <laughs> you know, because he was always like, I'm going to ride a bike. And I was like, go on, boo. Uh, you, you do what you got to do, right? <laughs> yeah. But um, when he saw me on that bike manhandling that thing, And the the look in his eye seeing me do it, it it was, I wanted to be the woman and the wife that made him think, you know what, man, I made a good decision with that one. You got a real one. (laughs) I got a real real one. one. Yeah, come on now. So. For those two reasons, those were my favorite.
2: You know, I was right. going to ask which one was the scariest, but you said they were all scary. So
1: they're actually the scariest one for me was the skydiving. Yeah,
2: because I, I had total
1: so. and I had no control over that at all.
2: <laughs> I feel like if I'm yeah. jumping out of a plane, something went really wrong.
1: Yeah, I mean, exactly, I, I had yeah. a tandem partner who was very skilled, but I had to trust that he knew what he was pulling out pulling the right strings at the right time. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't pulling nothing. I was just like, okay
0: so is yeah, there I mean, you uh, could have pulled something and then there could have been a whole other problem it would have
1: been a problem yeah,
0: yeah. Nah, it, see i was thinking if we were gonna do that let's i'd say rephrase the question what's the dare she wishes she never did oh yeah
1: right
0: <laughs> That's i you know one.
1: what I, i'm glad i did all of them I'm, okay i'm so thrilled that i did all of them but at the time i was like why am i doing this
2: <laughs> <laughs> so is there any dare that you ended up liking so much that you still do it you still participate in that event
1: Oh, uh, you know, the girls want to do skydiving again. I have absolutely no <laughs> desire to go skydiving.
2: The, the one thing you hated the most, and they're like, let's do it again.
0: Let's do it again. Like, Girl, yes. You know what yes. I think?
1: You know what I, I think? They intentionally want, they keep saying that because they know I don't want to. You know, like, why are you not trying to torture
0: me? You might be right. Sisterhood is very petty. I watch (laughs) my sister. (laughs) I watch my wife. All them suckers is petty, y'all. Petty, petty, petty.
1: Yeah, y'all know I don't want to do that one. Well, to be be
2: fair, you're you're not the delighted divas. You're the dare divas. So, I mean, a dare is only (laughs) Um, worth it if you don't want to do it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't really want to do that again. But um, they're trying to, you know, corral all of us to do it. So we shall see. They they tried, they got Devon Franklin interested and thrilled in doing it. And they're like, oh, Devon Franklin, we're all gonna do it together. I'm like, ugh. Oh.
0: <laughs> well, you know what Dan, you are the Segway queen girl I'm going to have to give you 18 high fives for that because oh. I was about to ask um, you know people are probably very inspired now or at least very curious as to see why you have the audacity to do all of this craziness so uh, we did give you the name of the book but where can everybody else find you and also I heard from a little bird that this might be becoming a movie a
1: movie
0: Yes. movie <laughs> <laughs>
1: But yeah, the you know, it was so int- intriguing because I wrote this article for Moore magazine and the National Geographic. It went viral. And next thing I know, Hollywood is calling. And I'm like, Yeah, what y'all calling about? <laughs> <laughs> but they love the story of sisterhood that it's a real life story and they like the idea of me of the idea of people losing it and then finding their way back again, I suppose. Yeah. And um Paramount Pictures, um, optioned the book so the, the book has been optioned by paramount pictures and um devon franklin i know you guys heard of um breakthrough oh i know
0: all about yep. devon
1: right i know everybody about. knows about devon right? come on now he is just a phenomenon all of his own
2: it's got a good name but, too um, good strong name that guy
1: yeah, yeah well, that's a great name and so he will be producer of the movie and um I'm just thrilled that, you know, I'm just thrilled that he's on board. We couldn't have a better person shepherding the film.
2: What are they going to call it? Girls Trip 2? Is that...
1: No, no, no. no. <laughs> the so Girls Trip, the, the dead
2: Jesus dead version. Yeah. Devon. Yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> I'm going to go with Devon on this one. Okay. <laughs> Not Whatever they
1: want to call it, you know? <laughs> indeed.
2: Yeah, they'll oh, have indeed, to indeed. test with the audiences and
0: see.
1: <laughs> right. So yeah. We'll see. We'll see.
0: For sure, for sure. Yeah. Well, where else are we able to find you, ma'am? Um,
1: so so um, you can find me um, through my website, sherryhunter.com. And my name is Sherry, S-H-E-R-I, one R. And um, that's where you can find me. I'm also on Instagram, Sherry Official, and then Twitter, Sherry Hunter. So i love to talk to um, your readers and we communicate and, and all that good stuff.
0: That'd be awesome, great. Awesome. That'd be great.
1: Uh, well, I know you got
0: to go, so I don't want to keep you, but Sherry, thank you so much for yeah, coming thank on. Thank you. That, was, that yeah, was, was fun. It's been
1: my pleasure, guys. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah. You know, we, we, we're a trip, but you know, <laughs> I, just, I, I think <laughs> <you're> a, <laughs> we all good. I know. I know. Yeah, we're on a 65 day here. trip, though. <laughs>
1: Right. Yeah, no, right. But, <laughs>
0: girl, you That's in your
1: future. Okay. Later. Good,
0: good. I received that in <laughs> yes. Jesus' mighty name. Yes, the the pro- pro- name. Prophetic word. Yeah. And uh <laughs> we'd love to have you back on when uh when the when the film's getting ready to to be released so everybody can watch it indoors. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> no, we're not going no, indoors. I'm rain. I'm, kidding. I'm, kidding. I'm, kidding. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. My bad. My bad. All right, so cool. Well sweetie, yeah, you definitely uh take care. Thank you once again and we look forward to talking to you real so
1: okay very soon. Take care, guys. Thank you.
0: Eye to Eye is a production of Inspired One Enterprises. Thanks again for listening to the latest and greatest episode. Please don't forget to follow us on FB, Inspired One Enterprises, on Insta at i to Eye Podcast. That is i underscore, the number two, underscore i Podcast. And of course, don't forget to subscribe on your favorite platform. Uh, leave those five stars and a generous review because you love us and want us to be successful. You know, like we want you to be successful. You know, it's like the whole reason why we made this thing. Come on, man. Uh, Anyway, thank you once again for rocking with us. And please continue to be inspired to inspire because that's what the inspired one does. Yeah, y'all take it easy. We'll catch you next time. One love. Peace.